And hello from the worldwide headquarters. It is Sunday. 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 Sunday, May 16th, 2021. And this is the CC and JT Amateur Hour. Yep. Production values. (laughs) And we've switched things up because on my left is JT. And on my right is CC. We're downstairs actually today. We're not in the Tower of Terror because... Ah, because Friday I had another one of my spectacular crashes on my bike. I got a new bike the other day, an electric bike, um, which is absolutely lovely. And it's so much fun, but well, too you much. Should, nope. You should also mention your bike's name and the story behind it. Ah, uh, yes. Too much, but uh, just very quickly finish it up. Does just too much speed, too much speed, and um, a cast iron uh, bridge are not a good combination. So. I took quite the tumble, and so my thanks, and I'm personally dedicating this episode to Dr. CC here, who had to leave work, pick me up, and patch me up again. again. (laughs) We do this every time you get a new bike. I do this every time I get a new bike, and it's like, boy, but this crash, this one was was pretty good. I have to say, this was a good one, yes. This was a good one. I've got... uh, You were a bloody mess. I I got sticky stuff all over my body from you know all sorts of band aids on knee on both knees, uh, elbow, um, you know fingers. Just it, this was a pretty good one. Your shoulders taped up. Oh, my shoulders taped up. But you know what? Um, I was very lucky again. Um, I roll with the punches. Uh, but uh, if you hear a motor groan every once in a while, it's because I moved my shoulder. But uh, everything is one hundred percent mobility. Nothing appears to be broken. Uh, and uh, my thanks also to uh, my my mighty helmet that uh, took a scrape too. So, kids, wear your helmets. Yes. Wear your helmets. That could have caused some serious damage. Yes. So the the helmet took a little bit of it. It's got a good. Well, it's it's got a barely noticeable scratch, but uh, it's better that the helmet get the scratch than the head get the scratch. And as for the uh, story behind it, is uh, the name of the bike is Homer. Is because uh, it, it got delivered ahead of Mother's Day, and of course, uh, I, I got it for CC, just like Homer got the uh, bowling ball for Marge, and I think it was the first se- season of The Simpsons, which something was like that, sixty or seventy years ago. At this point, at this point, so it's like, so the bike is Homer, um, and for those that are wondering, uh, the bike needs a trip over to the bike shop. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it got a little dinged up too. It got dinged up too, but uh, uh, better that the bike get dinged up um, than. Uh, than me so it was it was a pretty good well i think you got more dinged up than the bike honestly yeah so how fast do you think you were going at the time oh i don't even want to think about that my my concern was uh is that i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna hit the bridge actually my worry was is i was gonna go to the side of the bridge to the uh it's a pedestrian bridge so it's only two or three four or five feet over the creek it's not that far but that creek is like every other urban creek it's got reeds it's got rocks it's got trash probably bottles broken glass yeah so oh uh, that was what i was really worried about so all things considered if i had to crash this yeah well i prefer not to crash but anyway i would say lesson learned but over the years i've learned that that hasn't happened that yet that hasn't happened yet and you've you've actually had to patch me up more than a few times yes i really think we've probably done it once for every bike you've bought and probably for some stuff outside the bike too yeah true yeah, well, you know. Yeah, we, we take turns. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, some housekeeping stuff. First of all, um, if you are looking for my books out on the Amazon website, the Amazon website, my bookshelf, is broken. My most popular books are not displaying. That's frustrating. That is frustrating. And I'm not the only person. One of their followers, at least one of their followers, mentioned that, that uh, he is having the same thing. So I will um, I will enhance the website to actually show the links are, are live. I was able to search the book through Google and find it, but you know, we'll get that all fixed up. And this doesn't seem to be a unique problem. I've seen that it has happened several times. Considering how many products are available on, on Amazon, yeah. I'm sure the coding gets borked or something, and that's what's going on. But, yeah, yeah, just you can't look on the bookshelf and find the books there right now. So I've reached out to Amazon and have not yet heard back, but I'm sure it's going to happen soon. Um, any other housekeeping stuff we want to chat about today? Mm, not really. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah. So we are kind of at a loss as to what today's subject is going to be. We've been sort of fumbling around. What the plan was is we were actually going to do a remote podcast. Theoretically, we would have either been in uh, our remote location now or on the way back from it, and we're not going to spoil that. But uh, the uh, the Friday crash ended that plan very quickly. So, changed. Yes, to- our plans changed a little bit, but we rolled with the punches. We rolled with the punches. Or you for- roll with the crashes. Roll with the crashes. So we're going to try that again this weekend. Uh, we're going to try the remote remote location thing this weekend. So we tried to fumble around, and we're thinking about our personal literary inspirations. Now, um, people, you know, it's hard to believe, but you know, some t- some people are not born to write. It just seems that we they've become so ingrained in our our personalities and our vision that we, it seems like everybody you know out there was born to write the very successful writers, but it would, no, it's a, it's a, it was a learned, it is a learned craft. It is not a inbred craft. You have to learn the techniques. You have to learn, you have to learn the cliches. You have to learn the methods. You have to learn the craft. And you have to learn the discipline to do the work. You have to do the discipline to do the work. The, everything from the, the conception of the idea to uh, formulating the idea, to transferring the idea from the ether, wherever it is, it onto paper, so to speak, then going through the not only the writing of 50, 60, 70, 100,000 words, but also the, the, the laborious part, the editing part, and then the marketing, the publishing, the, the whole ball of wax that is the, that, is the, uh, that is the gift and the bane of the independent writer. Yes, it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. And people do tend to think it's going to be easy and magical and it doesn't just happen. You do really have to put a lot of time and effort into it. And right now for me, I can't speak for CC, but right now for me, I'm at a stage where I have all these half-formed ideas, these half-formed ideas, which I can't seem to get fully formed, which has been a habit in the past. I'll, I'll get there eventually, but... Uh... What I've, uh, what, uh, what I've been helped by, to get us back on track here, so to speak, what I've been helped by is just random people coming along and saying, uh, you know, either you should write or that was good writing or something like that. And uh, so I'm going to monologue here for a bit and then, uh, you know, give CC a chance to talk about her, uh, insp- her personal inspirations. But inspirations come, you know, from, from nowhere. I remember... I remember once clearly plagiarizing Black Beauty. 
you know, Black Beauty, the, uh, the, and this is, you know, I was like nine or 10 at the time, but I was clearly plagiarizing Black Beauty, which is the story, of course, it was the large English horse. And, uh, but I replaced Black Beauty with, uh, with a, <laughs> with a stag. <laughs> oh, well, if you want to sidetrack a little bit, we could talk about our friends in the front yard. Yeah, we had a bunch of deer out in the front yard as we were coming back from breakfast. But uh, but that was uh, my first, you know, quote unquote, serious writing effort as I plagiarized Black Beauty all the way to heck. You know, I plagiarized. I believe there was a shipwreck in Black Beauty and there was everything like that. And I did the same thing, except I did it with a stag. Hey, I was eight or nine years old. Obviously, the book made an impact, but uh, it was still, you know, there it is. Actually, I think it was even younger than that. It was probably seven. Um, and then, uh, I tried to do writing in my teens and I received some, um, negative feedback, just shot me down. And then I didn't try to write for a while. And then I started taking, uh, creative writing classes. Uh, but before I did the creative writing classes, I had an odd inspiration from a master sergeant in the United States Air Force. I was one of his sergeants and, uh, we were talking about doing, doing a project or something like that. And, um, he just randomly told a group of people that I happen to be a part of. He just said, oh, you know, Bob can do it. He writes good. And that was news to me. No, sometimes that's all you need, though, is somebody to say, hey, you know, you're not bad. You're pretty good mm -hmm. at this. Well, what was happening was, was I was a shift worker at the time, and we didn't have, um, you know, uh, word processes or anything like that. So we had to keep written logs, literally written logs. And so it was like of any events that happened during the shift. So I guess that's where he picked it up. So Len CPL, if you're out there somewhere... Thank you, uh, because that's what got me started. It was just that random kind of thing him saying. And then, you know, I sort of picked up writing bureaucratic stuff and then just went from there. Um, well, and you of course, also, you wrote, going back to the Air Force, you also wrote a newspaper article about an event that happened oh, under a pseudonym. Yes, some, I am bringing that one up. Yeah, someone's giving me the. Uh, <laughs> The wife look here, as we call it. But the, you were published in the uh, the yeah, local Stars and there, Stripes um, because I published a real life event, which I'm not going to talk about right now because I'm just going to get in trouble. Uh, but uh, I published it as a student. I published it on the uh, Yakota Air Base uh, monthly, weekly, bi weekly bulletin, bulletin or something yes. like that. Ended up on the front page. That was cool. And then uh, it's like I started taking creative writing classes, and one uh, I wrote a. I wrote a random story uh, as part of the University of Maryland's University of Maryland uh, class that was uh, that I took on base at Yokota and ended up on the front page of that fictional publication. Nightmare on Kitty Litter Street. Nightmare on Kitty Litter Street. Oh, that was dear a cute God. story. Yeah, but uh, it, you know, a lot of people. I had people coming up to me saying that it was laughing, and not only that, I had a, more than a few people came up to me and say thought that it was real. It was pure fiction from straight from from beginning to end, but it was still to get that kind of feedback. And then, um, so, you know, those were kind of what got me started and I'm, I'm glad they're on here. So your turn, do you, what do, do you, and I, you know, we should preface this by saying that you are a literary hero in yourself in that our very successful daughter, S.M. Rain, New York Times, public, you know, published author, cites you as her main inspiration for writing. So the effect we have on other people, S.M. Rain, R-E-I-N-E. Yes. So if you want to look up her, she has published successfully dozens, dozens. Um, well over 50 yep. books, all but, in the same universe. Yeah, so uh, but, she uh, is not an exaggeration. She literally is a New York Times bestselling author. So, And her inspiration is CC. 
So, and that goes back to a very early computer that we had. Actually, that's a funny story. We were about to transfer overseas. We had stopped off at home here in Nevada. And you were napping with the kids one day, told me to go play a few nickel machines. And I, nickel now, machines. Now I'm getting the husband look, but we're <laughs> the few nickel machines. I got bored with nickels and moved over to quarters. Won a little bit of money, enough to buy an Apple IIc Plus computer. Mm. And up until that point, I'd been using an electric typewriter for my writing. But uh, when we got the Apple IIc Plus, we had the good old floppy disks. So we were three and a half inch floppy disks. No, so I five think those inch were floppy, five, those five were inch five, floppies. Yeah, like, you wow. had the external floppy drive and everything. Mm. And um, one of the games we had was Wheel of Fortune. And so um, SM Rain would be sitting on my lap, an infant at the time, kind of. We moved over there when she was about nine months old. Yeah. So the the act of her sitting on my lap while I was playing Wheel of Fortune or typing on that computer seems to have been an inspiration. And then we wrote a few stories very early on. She actually could write stories before she could read. Mm-hmm. So that's how she got started. And now it appears the grandkids are heading in that direction too. Oh, you poor grandkids. But that my inspirations actually were um, varied because a lot of them I did not know personally for a long, long time. One of my, well, going back to the military, I managed to have a, a nonfiction article published in Family Magazine, right. which was part of a military newspaper. It was like a weekly insert mm-hmm. or something. And the inspiration for that was actually that uh, the military doesn't pay very well. So I'd been doing a lot of thrift shopping for the kids. And I wrote an article called Thrift Shop Savvy. And that got me my first $50 paycheck or something like that. So Which was humongous at the time. That was huge to us. But it was inspirational to be able to see my writing in print. And then fast forward to um, a job I had. I was working in an office that was connected to the office of a a state publication here. And one of the things I was doing since I was basically the front desk person, one of the things I was doing was um, helping to proofread for the magazine. Oh, you you can name the magazine. Nevada Magazine. Nevada Magazine, which is is now a quarterly publication, a tourism magazine. For, for the state of Nevada, but really, uh, if you're into photographs, well, Oh, they're beautiful. It is a much different publication than it was at that time because I worked with a couple of people. And actually, I will... Um, the publisher at the time was Richard Moreno, who has published quite a few books on uh, Nevada history. He's since moved to Illinois, and he's writing a little bit about Illinois, but every once in a while, he comes back and writes about Nevada and he and the editor at the time were both very uh, supportive of me proofreading and things. So I suggested, since we have some history here in Carson City, that uh, they were coming up on the anniversary of the filming of the movie The Shootist with John Wayne. It was his last movie here in Carson City. And I suggested doing an article for the magazine for that. And they said, sure, go ahead. So I actually went out and I interviewed people. And um, their support actually inspired me to do that. I couldn't be paid for that one, of course, because I was already working for a state agency at the time, and that was a state publication. Yeah. But it did get me another 
publication credit in the magazine. And that was exciting. So I had some support that way. And then there were some college instructors here in town that um, took creative writing classes from them and they were very supportive. I took a great poetry class from Ursula Carlson and did some fiction, fiction writing classes with Marilee Swerzyk. And they were very, very supportive of my writing. And I remember in particular, the um, Marilee actually was very complimentary of a story I wrote. And that just really inspired me to continue writing. And I have my Marilee story too, just to jump in very quickly. She uh, gave us, you know, the first assignment and, and I took a creative writing class with her also, not at the same time as you. And uh, she gave us the uh, the assignment of doing a uh, obituary. Uh, and I, I went in a different direction because, you know, just got to break the, the rules. way you are. And, and she read it to the class. Yes. And that kind of thing is huge. Yeah. And there was also a writing contest that was put on by the local college. And I, I got a few honorable mentions in that. So that kind of thing over the years, it was people, it was events, it was, you know, sometimes something just happens and it kind of steers you in that direction. And if you see the opening, for example, the article that I did for Nevada, Nevada magazine, it was like, it just happened to be the right place at the right time. And that led to, um, I think it was the following spring, there was a tour we uh, did a Wild West tour with Carson City Chamber of Commerce and Convention and Visitors Bureau. And they included the Shootist House in that tour. And I got to be in a little bit involved in the setup of that. So writing can take you all over the place. I think that, uh, I think the common theme here is, is well, first of all, is just happening to be in the right place at the right time, getting lucky uh, and getting, you know, uh, kudos uh, from people um, that you may not, may or may not expect. And, uh, so the one thing, I want, one thing I want to mention is, is you, you never know who you're going to be inspiring when you're, when you're kind and supportive. You may, for some people, it's their job, such as it was for Marilee and Ursula. For some people, it isn't their job. It's just, they just decided to be a random cheerleader. So I encourage folks, if you see somebody do a good deed or see somebody do a good thing and you just randomly say, Hey, that, that, that was pretty cool. And, um, you never know. I, we both CC and I have stories of where people have just randomly encouraged us, not related to writing, but other things, and, and it, it's shaped our lives. And the other thing that uh, the common theme here, I think, I'm going to point out is uh, is whether we're not, we're not whether or not we should pat ourselves on the back. But it takes a certain amount of courage to take that feedback and actually do something with it and put yourself out in the world, uh, because you know a lot of people, you know, it's to do the entire package of writing from the idea to the publication and marketing is not only a, well, I find personally a fulfilling process, but uh, is, is, is a stressful process. And some folks will write Shakespeare and never put it out there. And then some people will write the opposite of Shakespeare and not have the courage to have it edited or reviewed professionally before it's publicated, public, public, <laughs> published, publicated. Ooh, good new word. New publicated. word. Publicated. That one, that one's out to you, Mr. Shakespeare. Publicated. Uh, and then, uh, well, and what they publish is just crap. Well, that is true up to an extent, but sometimes there, there are redeeming qualities to those stories, even if they aren't polished, mm. because I've read some really terrible stories. And I think I've mentioned this before and I finished reading them because there was something about the story that was gripping, but the, the 
way the story was put together, the grammar, I mean, I, I have a really hard time after, after having done the proofreading, skipping over things like that. Okay. So it can stop me in my tracks when I'm reading something, but you know, the story itself might be great. It's just the technique was terrible. And that brings up another point is sometimes folks, you know, they get this, you know, what they get, what they may think or what really is a great idea. And then they do nothing with it because they, they overthink it. And what, what I call it's in, it happens in sports. It's called a paralysis from over analysis. Uh, and uh, maybe that's what I'm getting stuck with right now. Instead of just sit down and hit the keyboard, maybe I'm stuck at the over, over analysis phase paralysis through over analysis, but uh uh maybe the another word another cliche for that is writer's block yes so uh writer's yeah. block it it really is it's like there's kind of a wall there you have yeah. the story ideas are building up behind the wall yeah. and the wall is just you know eventually the wall is going to break and everything's going to come out but in the meantime, who knows how long that could take? Yeah, and we, let's change those pronouns from you to us, from yes. me to I, because that's uh, both of us are having that problem. Yeah, me too. Uh, I have these half-formed ideas; I can't seem to go go anywhere with them. Ah, frustrating. Yeah, frustrating. but we'll get there. I think part of the writing process is that uh, sometimes you just kind of have to let things stew, and once the stew has simmered a bit then eventually it's like i said that wall is going to break and everything's going to come pouring out yeah right now it's stewed so much it's stuck to the pan so. <laughs> it doesn't smell so good it doesn't smell so good <laughs> so anyway. no but we'll get there we've both had some really great inspiration i think and yeah. You had inspiration from your grandparents, I think, also. Oh, yeah, also. And we should also mention a local inspiration, uh, someone that, uh, 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 Laura Bush, who, who was uh, on, who was a, a Twitter inspiration to us, who encouraged us to uh, write. Uh, she uh, used to manage a Northern Nevada uh, writer's Twitter, which I haven't seen post for a while, but I may have just missed it. But, you know, let's give a shout out to Laurel, who uh, read our early, early works and said, hey, you got something here and, you know, and so, you know, that kind of random stuff. And of course, uh, the reviews on our books uh, is also cool, uh, you know, and I, 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 we say this every episode, but it's so true. Reviews make us better. Even bad reviews, even one star reviews get, um, make writers better. And so uh, any reviews that you can give either to this podcast or our website or to our books, we would appreciate, uh, make, make us feel like we're not alone out here in the world. Well, and with reviews, even if they're a one star or something, some of that is subjective. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that we don't have real problems with our writing, but as a writer, I think we need to really not take them quite so personally all the time because it is kind of painful yeah, to read painful. some of those reviews. But you, I've read this repeatedly recently that, it's very important to learn which criticism to take seriously and which you have to let slide because it's more of a subjective and so issue. We, so we end up uh, this discussion about, you know, personal uh, personal inspirations is we end up with readers, our readers as our last uh, personal inspirations, folks who say, hey, we really like this. When's the sequel coming out? <laughs> that kind of thing. And that's true because you had a problem finishing book three yeah. of the Emma Park series until you got consistent feedback from several people saying that you really needed to 
well, yes, I was probably the main one because <laughs> I have easy access. I could poke you all the time. And you did. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the story and I wanted to know how it was going to end. That was a great character, very realistic. So that type of thing, I guess I was probably not so much an inspiration as an irritant, but oh no, it was... Oh, no, dear. You're, you're the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> yes, dear, you are the uh -huh, real. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. now we're getting into the patronizing area here. No. 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 But yeah, we can inspire each other, but sometimes we have to be careful with that too because it does get to be a little too much. And then, We're not going to use the word bag, are we? Well, and then the, the stubbornness sets in. And it's like, well, you are going to keep bothering me, so I'm not going to do it. Are you saying that we are contrary? No. no. No, I would never say that. Never say it out loud. <laughs> but inspiration is everywhere, really. And there, Northern Nevada has quite a few authors published, oh, wow. various levels. And I actually either know I some of the authors personally have just randomly met them we run into them on occasion. We follow each other on social media and there are a lot of large writers groups in Northern Nevada. And that can be inspirational too, going to a writers group meeting oh. and listening to other people and sharing your struggles. And oh your... yeah. Because writing is, is perhaps the most solitary of the professions because it is something that you pretty much have to do all by yourself. Even if you are part of a writers group, what you know, because you know, here's a here's a crappy cliche because at the end of the day, the writers group is not doing the writing; it's you, and you have to. You are still responsible for everything from A to Z, and that's actually not necessarily a bad thing. It it is a burden, but it's I, like I said, I find it's a fun process once I get going. But right now, well, right now I'm doing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I have found the podcast to be somewhat inspirational and. I do think my wall is chipping. Chipping. I'm not sure when it's going to break, but it's chipping. So go out there, folks. Listen to your inspirations. Uh, yes. They are out there. There are folks out there encouraging you. And you may be doing the reflexive stuff, the knee-jerk stuff of saying, no, no, you, I don't I don't believe you. I'm not that good a writer. But you know what? You may actually be that good a writer. Listen to your inspirations. Listen to those folks out there encouraging you because quite candidly, they're probably smarter about you than you are about yourself. So, you know, take that view, take, take their advice to heart, listen to them uh, and start tapping that keyboard. Well, and the other thing that I've seen a lot recently is that no one can tell your story, but you, someone can tell a similar story, but mm -hmm. it will never be quite your story. So, tell so your story. be inspired to at least, you know, put that part of yourself into your writing and get it out there because you don't know, someone may become your biggest fan and you will never find out until you've given it a try. Give it a try. Get out there and get going. Rah, rah. We're rah, rah. Out. Get going. Get <laughs> typing. We believe in you. Now we just need to believe in us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up because we're almost out of time. It's not really the amateur hour. It's the amateur less than 30 minutes. And despite our best intentions to not have any idea of what to talk about today, we managed to talk about something for almost a half an hour. Yeah. We're we good at that. that. Uh, let's see. So, um, 
Any more housekeeping? Any more housekeeping? You know, I promised to put Ireland pictures out on the website. I need to do that. So I need to get going. We can look up Ireland pictures. Get some Ireland pictures out there. You know, we now we're just sort of talking to be talking. So let's let the let's let these poor people get back to their life. If you can get out today and do some writing, then do it. Do it. And we'll see what we can manage. Over on the right side of me is CC. And to my left is JT. We hope you have a wonderful week and uh, we will check in with y'all next week. Until then, take care and keep writing. Bye-bye. Bye.